there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Sneakers and Cleats, the podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, another episode of Sneakers and Cleats. Zach Hedrick and Chuck McAtenick alongside here. Uh, pinch hitting once again as Matt Roy is out doing the important stuff, going over the Uvalde report from the Department of Justice and everything. So while we talk in the toy department. <laughs> Absolutely. Don will be on the next one, too, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, out, of, out of commission today. A lot to get to. I mean, uh, Cowboys, Texans, Spurs, of course, another divisional playoff weekend, one that the Cowboys will not be a part of after the embarrassing butt-whipping that was uh, given to them by the Green Bay Packers. I think if all Packer fans are being honest, I think most of them would admit that that's probably, in for sure recent memory, the most unprepared they could have possibly have been to accept a victory. <laughs> I don't know any Packer fan that saw that one coming other than my mother. Well, and that's and, it. And the inverse of that, you know, everybody in the yeah. on the Cowboys side were just like, where where was this coming from? And it was almost as if at least it felt like to me that now looking back that they almost just overlooked the team that had to win the last two to get in. You won 16 in a row. I mean, that was all the feel of that. It was and all set up. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad take, but yeah. that's, that's no, what I, I think. No, I'm with you. It was all set up see. for the Cowboys. It was there on a silver platter. It's like, this is the path that you wanted, that you talked about all the way back in Oxnard, back in August, whatever it was. This is the best thing that you could have set up for yourself, maybe aside from a one seed, and you just blew it. But we'll get in more on that in just a little bit. We're kind of putting the cart before the horse here a little bit but first we need to get to our as always our number game episode 68 not too many numbers for 60 athletes or players who have repped 68 but jotted a couple down here yaramir yager uh you know hockey not many too many hockey references here in south texas but you know what i'm glad you had a cheat sheet because i'm gonna go with yaramir yager too i mean i can't check a slovakian kind of from the your you neck of the in, woods you check yeah. out <laughs> Your neck of the woods from the old country yeah, a little that's bit. Right. So. A little, little bit north. Yeah. And then uh, another one, Herbert Scott, for Cowboys fans from a, uh, of a certain vintage, uh, he was a made the Pro Bowl three straight seasons, all pro two times, Super Bowl champ and Super Bowl twelve. Okay. Uh, so, you know, some fans out there, I'm sure, maybe remember Herbert Scott, so part of a good offensive line and everything. So, and then uh, there's a bunch of guys, baseballs, there's no good 68s there. It's kind of a, what I call a call-up number. It's somebody, you know, they're there from double A AA or triple A, and here you go, guy, you know, go out there and play a position for a little bit. Or, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> make a spot start, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll turn that back in at the end of the week. Uh, so now to the Cowboys, um, lots to dive into. I know it wasn't discussed because of Monday, Martin Luther King Day, obviously, uh, Embarrassment, so many ways to describe Sunday's game. I, I, Where do you begin? Of course, now the bigger news is McCarthy is coming back, which I don't know if too many people saw, uh, given what Jerry Jones said after the Washington game and 
you know, just his utter surprise after the loss on Sunday. So now where does this team go with McCarthy at the helm again? I don't know. I mean, we've been able to kick this around for four or five days. And I mean, for everything that they achieved this year, a top five offense, a top five defense, a special teams, they gave up fewer points than anybody else in the league in terms of special teams. You're right. It was all setting up. I think, you know, okay, so we're recording this today, Thursday. McCarthy just got done talking, and he said, hey, I'm still numb. I'm still in shock. It's like, I don't blame him. I'm still in shock, and I don't have a dog in the hunt. Right. I mean, it, it was hard to fathom what we were watching in real time, and I think most Cowboy fans would agree, right? I mean, none of what we saw on Sunday, there was nothing during the season that prepared us for what we saw. Even the 49er game, as bad as that was, Mm -hmm. this one absolutely took the cake. There was nothing in that game where you go, wow, that's the team I watched all year. I mean, they came out and ran the ball, what, four of the first five snaps? That was odd to me. I get trying to establish we're going to smash mouth, but you know, at some point you are who you are. Mm -hmm. It's Dak throwing it. It's 88 running all over the field. And then to see how disjointed Dak and CD were, and then just the conversations they were having internally, it was like, have you guys – it looked like that was the first time they'd stepped on the field together right. in a lot of ways. I mean, you can start with that, and then obviously the first drive of the Packers where you you know what, through a goose right yeah. down the field. The it was just one thing those. after another, and you know, it was never really a game until LaFleur started – yeah, the Cowboys woke up for next week, which Cow- you can't do in the playoffs. Right, Cowboys woke up late and made it one play away from being a one-score game, as odd as that sounds, given how in hand that game was, probably midway through the third quarter. Right. Um, but something that McCarthy, I know you were listening to it, I listened to it a little bit earlier, just it was interesting. One of the comments he said is, we were playing too fast. And when he went back and was watching the game again, that was something that it's like, yeah, we're, we were too far in front of our feet, I think, a little bit, playing too fast in some aspects, obviously on offense. And that was something that Dak mentioned after the game, just yeah. trying to be too keyed up. And it's like, well, you you guys have the experience. Y'all should know, hey, we need to throttle it back and just do what we do. Or, you know, design a play for Dak to get his feet underneath him early on. You know, a little check down pass, a screen, whatever it is, a shovel pass, something that slows the game down for him if he felt that that was going to be the way it was going to be. I don't know that McCarthy could have known that prehand, mm-hmm. but, you know, I don't know. It's it's just mind-boggling, all of it. You know, yep. I know the Packers used to do this with Favre because he'd be too keyed up mm-hmm. to start a game. So they'd always give him something easy, a little dunker. Get into to the start. Flow. Yeah, just like, hey, you see it. It's a completion. Wow, we've done this a million times. And then, you know, I and think then it's the brain playing, tends to relax yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just playing football. Uh, and, of course, a lot of Cowboys fans now with MacArthur returning, a lot, some of them, I would even say a lot of them, are kind of already riding off next season too because it's just like, well, here we go. Same old, same old. Jerry may be too loyal to a fault, but – it's got to be said for something that three 12 win seasons in a row. Now history would say you're not going to win the division again next season because that hasn't been done in 20 years, but you're in the hunt for three straight years. You get to the postseason. Something's got to be said for that. It's just postseason. It ain't happening. Right. I mean, I would say history says they're not going to repeat and win the division, but they did it this year. 
and looking at how badly the Eagles finished the season, and then that looked like you think the Cowboys are in yeah, disarray. Philly, I mean, Phillies, and that looks really, really like a bad right. situation. I mean, just body language after mm-hmm. that game, that Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay game, and during the game, and then you know Washington and the Giants, both of those teams don't look like. They're not. They're, they're not going to be in challenging any anytime soon, right? So you know, maybe at the end of this, this there was a lot of fool's gold this year because right. the Cowboys were historically good mm-hmm. inside the division in terms of point differential this year. Like mm-hmm. they were better than anybody in the last twenty three years in terms of kicking teams in their divisions keisters, and maybe we all bought into that a little too much. Although you know, again, they were non common opponents. They beat the tar out of the Rams. The Rams ended up making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't good, obviously, against the 49ers. They beat the Seahawks, who were a playoff contender, although that was a close game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just really hard to get a read again and trying to explain away what we just saw last right. Sunday is what this all comes down to. And if McCarthy's not going to be held accountable, Dak said, well, if, if you hold him accountable, you got to do the same for me. With McCarthy coming back, you got to figure, well, Dak's coming back and his gargantuan contract. It's going to be interesting how they make all the pieces fit next year. So who do you think is going to be held accountable? To me, it's going to be Dan Quinn, but he's probably got one foot out the door with head coaching opportunity. It sure seems like it, right? I mean, if you've got five interviews lined up with other teams, you know, I think it's safe to say at this point that he gets one of them, mm-hmm. that somebody's going to offer him that job. And so they will be in the market for a defensive coordinator, you have to think. And maybe that played into some of Jerry's reasoning as to why we go another year with McCarthy because he has been amazing. I mean, 36 wins in three years doesn't happen very often. But do you want to have to replace two coordinators if Dan Quinn gets another job? Mm So that's a lot of upheaval and a lot of, you know, reinventing the wheel, so to speak, for a team that did win 12 games. Yeah. And we'll, I mean, lots of questions, of course, and if, and you mentioned it, McCarthy still being numb. They're still obviously going through a lot and filtering through everything, evaluating everything. They've had the player exit interviews already. I really think it's going to be an interesting offseason, especially with the dollar and cents side of it, how they make all the pieces fit, because you know you got to pay CD now, and Mike is going to come on the book soon, big time too. So, Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's going to be interesting to see. Of course, this is the question that everybody wants to answer. What needs to happen to this team in order to fix things in the postseason? I really think, I mean, sure, McCarthy gets you there. The postseason, you know, postseason success hasn't been there. It's almost like they need a guy like... Jim Rackley to fire him up and, you know, get these yeah. guys, you know, emotional to emotionally keyed up to go out there and because they looked flat on Sunday. Well, I, I 100%. You know, I don't know if there was needed a, a Newt Rockney speech of right. some sort before the game. And you can't do that all the time because then it, right. it, it kind of gets, you know, falls on deaf ears. Right. You know, I mean, the year before, 
McCarthy aptly gets criticized for making that Green Bay game about him, and I mm-hmm. think he maybe probably he did. He said he learned his lesson from that, right? You know about what he did during that week that he would not repeat, and you know maybe there wasn't enough emotional juice invested into that game. But you're right. To me, looking at the whole thing in totality, they looked old and slow in that game and confused. You know, does the next coordinator coming in have to be an expert at stopping the West Coast defense? Mm-hmm. I mean, the West Coast offense, now that you've seen how San Francisco, San Francisco does against you and right. now Green Bay, they're you know running variations. I mean, but the and Cowboys he- see enough of that every day in practice. Again, I, I just go back to, I still don't believe what I just saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see what transpires as far as, you know, coaching changes. Uh, a lot of fans calling for accountability in the offseason. Will it happen? Maybe not, especially with McCarthy coming back. So we're going to change gears now and move to the Texans, uh, a, a Texas team that is having success in the postseason yeah. in the NFL, uh, just mopping the floor with Cleveland uh, at their place. Now they go on the road playing Baltimore. What do you see happening in this game uh, on Saturday, Chuck? Well, I mean, if the Texans knock off Baltimore, I mean, they're a, what, nine-and-a-half-point dog or ten-point mm-hmm. dog in that Somewhere game. Somewhere in I that mean, neighborhood. Again, just getting to this point for them. I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum. To lose the amount of offensive linemen that they lost early on in the year and then to see how many other pieces have been kind of whittled off mm-hmm. of this roster as we've gone forward, again – this is the most banged up team in, in the, the NFL mm-hmm. that's in the postseason. And they're still finding they're, ways. They still have more guys on IR than anybody else in football right now. Mm-hmm. So they do. And, I, you know, just listening to D'Amico Ryan's talk this week, I kind of like the mantra. It's essentially look, nobody's guaranteed a career, nobody's even guaranteed next week. So you have to play every play like it's your last. That's a privilege to step on the field to play for this team, to play to, uh, get, to play with the guy that you have next to you, to have that sense of focus and that sense of buy-in, it's you can see why they're having the results that they have because it literally has been next man up. I, I just can't believe I, – I haven't seen anything like this since probably McCarthy's team in 2010 that had like 16 guys uh, on really the IR and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. sometimes – Things just kind of work your way, and you got to have a good coach and a good quarterback, mm-hmm. and you got to have some playmakers. They have all that. They have enough good guys left, but still, to be patchworking it like this, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense until you see it for your for yourself. Yeah, it has been impressive. I mean, from three wins now, they're one win away from an AFC Championship game appearance. Uh, C.J. Stroud been remarkable, of course missing a couple games with some concussion protocol, but man, he stepped in and just has looked the part from day one, uh, took a little bit of a learning curve in those first few weeks, but then you can see him figure it out. And just, of course it, it it's as simple as not turning the ball over, which he's done really well. And especially in, in these big playoff games, I mean, Indianapolis that happened last week against Cleveland. And now if you can do the same against Baltimore, I think it makes it close. I think Baltimore, though, is just, you know, with Lamar Jackson and the way they're going right now, that, that looks like a team that's like, yep, they're they're looking the part of a Super Bowl contender. Again, right, it's another team that's taken on the persona of its head coach. It's attention to detail. It's tough, hard-nosed football with a good quarterback. And with some playmakers, too. I mean, just, just don't want to make it sound like it's, 
you know, all the quarterback going on in Baltimore, they're awfully good. And every year, just like one of those teams every year that's probably doesn't get the respect it deserves for sustained excellence because they haven't, they don't win Super Bowls every year, but they're another team that's always seemingly knocking at the door every single year. And then more often than not, they do make a dent in the postseason, and every now and then again they break through. So, again, this is a, it's a tough matchup for the Texans, but hell, last week was too, and <laughs> they ran freaking the Browns right off the field. All right, so Flushed them you, down the Super Bowl. Right. I know you don't like making picks, but who are you picking between the Texans and the Ravens? Well, you know, I'm, all you have to do is look at last week's pedestrian – Three and three mark on my end. We were picking <laughs> against the spread last week. If if we're picking straight up, there's no way you can pick against the Ravens. So if you're sitting at home, you should therefore bet all your money on the Texans. Uh, Green Bay, San Francisco. Again, there's another 10-point dog, Green Bay. Could they do it twice in a row? I doubt it. I mean, San Francisco, come on. It's, they've knocked Green Bay out two of the last four years. Mm-hmm. I'll go with San Francisco again there. Tampa Bay is sneaky as hell. I mean, that's another team right now because Baker's playing good enough. Right. If he plays like he did. Yeah, and their on defense, night. they got dogs. Yep. You know, but again, you're going against a dog team, a, a roster a full of it and a coach. Team, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'm gonna go with Detroit because they're at home mm-hmm. and Kansas City at Buffalo. Okay. So one row team gets Yeah. I mean, so, Buffalo, again, it's, I just don't know what you're going to get week to week with them. They just – you look at their team, the way they play most of the time, you look at them and go, that's a team that nobody should be able to beat. And mm-hmm. yet, you know yeah. – Josh Allen usually yeah. makes some turnovers or something. That, something you know, crazy leaves. happens. But, you know, again, they're good. Yeah. And it's just how good do they want to be. Right. Uh, I'm with you. I've, I've – I will take the Ravens, but I think t- the Texans keep it close and, and and give Baltimore a scare a little bit. So um, Baltimore doesn't cover. Texan is is within the spread there on that one. Uh, San Fran, I'm I'm picking them by a mile just because sure Green Bay put it all together last week, but going to San Francisco, coming off a week of rest for them, that's tough sledding. Right. I mean, in San Francisco, they've been everybody's favorite. I think. Yeah. Uh, the Tampa Bay Detroit game, I think, is going to be a lot of fun, but. Talk about head coach, you know, the team taking on their head coach's persona. That's Detroit in spades. And I think Dan Campbell gets it done and, and man, gets gets Detroit back to within a game of a Super Bowl. How crazy would that be to see that? I mean, that place went nuts uh, this past weekend winning a playoff game, first time in three decades. Yeah, and and I guess there are three other Aggie coaches on that staff, too, besides Aaron Glenn. I mean, that's bringing some Aggies up to, you know, make sure that the boys are doing the right things up there in Detroit. <laughs> and then I think, uh, give me Buffalo. I, I don't think Mahomes has the magic this year. I mean, he he does, but his skill players are definitely. It's a different toolbox for him. Where yeah, I mean, he he did find something with uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name now, but they made some connections and it looked like they were playing you know for a long time together. But I just don't. I, I think it runs out this year. Them going on the road, not being at KC, that's just a game changer for them. So now, if Taylor Swift shows up, they win. So <laughs> just get go, her in yeah. the house. Um, well, quickly, and then we're going to change gears now to Spurs real quick too. The team playing a lot better the past couple weeks or so, Chuck. I know the past couple times out against Atlanta, Boston fell behind early, but in the second half they've kind of put it together and, and kept it respectable. I mean, still it's losses, but it's like, hey, they're not just. 
they're showing some fight. They're showing that, hey, yeah, we are figuring some things out and being able to play together. Um, do you foresee them making a, a tread deadlines coming up here in a couple weeks? Do you foresee them making any moves to maybe do something this year? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they could. Obviously, they've got plenty of cap space and all that. I, I mean, if somebody's going to offer you, you know, a trade where they can kind of salary dump something for trade picks and or to get future picks, and then you can keep stockpiling like they have done so right. well in that regard, I could see something like that happen. But in terms of, you know, trying to acquire a player to help you win more games this year, I just don't know if that's a, a possibility. Seems, but I mean, again, you know, stranger things have happened. Sure. I mean, it, I know there's a bunch of rumors. Some. There's some been some report. I don't want to say reports, but there's been some talk of well, hey, Dejounte Murray, you know, maybe a reunion there. That'd be interesting. But again, I think the Spurs are maybe looking a little bit more long term yeah. and saying, hey, here's the audition. You get a, you see a full season of Wimby, and then as the free agent market comes around, then it's like, okay, yeah, I, I've seen this guy play. I think I can help. Definitely getting a point guard in there too. I think would help too because you've seen the impact Trey Jones has. Yeah, you know, in that starting five. I just find it fascinating. Like early on, you know, I don't think any of us would call ourselves basketball basketball coaches, but right. we all watched at the beginning. It's like, well, why aren't they just doing this or why aren't they just doing that? And now they are doing this and that, and things have kind of turned for the up. You know, I mean, for the the spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Positive, yeah. He's, Victor's a big guy. He's a good rebounder. He's a good shot blocker. He's shooting it very well around the basket. Now they've got him playing with his... Heine to the and it's back. Hot. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. things are working out great. And so, and, and you know, having Trey Jones run the team, I mean, it looks like basketball when he's on the floor and mm-hmm. he seems to know when to dish and when to take it. And so, I don't know. It's it's much more pleasing on the eyes. That's all I know compared to what we were watching earlier in the year. You know, and Jer- playing Jeremy off the ball, you know, he had a nice game the other night too. So, yeah. A lot of learning still left to do, and, mm-hmm. and hopefully they've got some wins coming up. Maybe not uh, kind of now that they've gone through Atlanta and Boston, some winnable games coming up on the schedule before they go out on the rodeo road trip. That's always a galvanizing trip for this team because when you're away for a month and it's just you guys, well, you're going to find out a lot about your team. Right. I think so too. And, you know, again, they are getting better. There's no question about it. What we've seen since the beginning of the year, infinitely easier to watch than what we saw in – late 2023 well i think that's just gonna about wrap it up for us this episode of sneakers and cleats chuck thanks so much for coming on and helping out steer the ship and everything anything else you'd like to add i mean as we send this one off i think you know you were at the game the other night you know there's a human element to this cowboy thing right uh-huh. you know and you know i don't think any i'm going to surprise anybody by telling them i'm a packer fan i think a lot of people already <laughs> know that but i had way more invested in with the Cowboys. Uh-huh. You get a chance to be around those guys and talk with them and literally small talk with them, you know, when the camera's not going and get to meet who these guys are as people and some of the guys that you really gravitate to. You know, hats off. How many times has Terrence Steele, mostly after losses, you know, it's like you can't find him after wins. It's almost like he knows 
he's going to be the guy that mm-hmm. goes out after a tough loss and will and will talk to people, mm-hmm. you know, or Jordan Lewis, you know, mm-hmm. so grateful that he was able to make a comeback this year and get back to his rightful place, having a role make in the impact, yeah. DB rotation. These are guys, again, it's easy to talk when you win. You know, it was nice that CD held court, you know, after a game like that. Right. I mean, when you're devastated and then you have to go meet the press, mm-hmm. I can't imagine wanting to do that. Yeah. You know, but it's it's the Brad Lidges of the world, right? You just gave up <laughs> a tank to Albert Pujols. It's the worst thing you've ever seen in your life or having to have gone through and you open up the locker room at the World Series and there's a million media people and you just go, I'm over here, you guys. And you you take all the pressure off everybody in the room. I love that about those guys. And it yeah. makes you feel for them. And that's why you pull for them. And you don't want to see them have to go through stuff like that because, you know, again, you're supposed to be unbiased and all that. And I think you, you can be, but there's still the humanity side of this too. And oh, I just no. want to thank guys like Terrence Steele. I know we've had a chance to tell him to his face, thank you for everything you do for us. Right. Cause it's not like we're paying him. Right. So, you know, hats off to those guys. And there are other guys too. We're singling out those guys just cause this was a tough week. And for Jordan Lewis to then go back out on Monday and basically take During the, the exit the interviews. Of that roster, yeah. Uh-huh. That was pretty cool. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, uh, you know, like you said, I, and after we got done with, our visit with Terrence on Sunday, you know, everybody was kind of leaving and I went up and thanked him again of just, Hey, you know, uh, thank you for the time because yeah, they definitely don't have to do it. And some players declined and that's totally fine. We get it. Some players obviously visibly upset after this one because, and you see how much it means to them. Uh, a lot of people just see the games on TV and then, you know, well, why aren't the, why aren't the results happening? Uh, it's, it's so, you know, black and white for them, but when you get around these players and get to know them a little bit more, not so much on a, yeah, a little bit on a personal level, but when you have those interactions and, and level of, you know, exchange with them, it, it kind of changes it a little bit. You, you root, you want them to succeed. Right. But at the same time, you know, yeah, you, you still have a job to do, which you, you do. Um, but yeah, you want to see them kind of go after because it's it's a fun run for them, right? So. And it's and it's different being in the in that locker room. I mean, mm-hmm. it's different if you're playing in Houston or if you're playing in Green Bay or it's different in Dallas. Mm-hmm. There's more of a microscope up everybody's keister than any other roster, any other franchise on planet Earth. And so, the pressure of having to deal with that every single day, and all those guys are pros. Pros. I mean, I can't remember the last really bad egg that I ran into the locker room that wasn't at least respectful enough to say, Hey, look, I really, I, you know, I just don't want to talk today. It's, you know, flipping you the bird or telling you to go F yourself or there's none of that. Everybody's 100% professional. And, you know, again, it's, it's just the whole human element thing. I think that does get lost in this because yeah, everybody wants to see the baby and they don't give a damn about the labor pains. Right. Which is interesting. I know there's a lot of talk about culture. I think some of Mike McCarthy's comments today, just real quickly before wrapping up, he mentioned the championship culture. And of course, he's getting a lot of flack for that because it's like, what championship? You haven't won anything here in Dallas. But I think that culture of, like you said, everybody's a pro, that that brotherhood bond that they always talk about. Yeah, it's kind of cliche sometimes, but it's like, no, it's actually real because you see them, the way they interact with everybody, it is 
it makes sense because, yeah, it's there. I think that's good for the Cowboys, and that should continue going forward. It's just they got to find something. When it turns to postseason time, there's got to be some sort of different edge, and right now they don't have it. Right. I mean, it's this is this is what's so bad in the finality after the season, right? It's players that you really love and respect, like Tony Pollard, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you just think, how could things have been differently, or would they have been differently by how much had he not – broken his leg mm-hmm. in San Francisco last year. And now you realize that the Cowboys are probably going to have to move on from him. Yeah. You know, I mean, if nothing else to say, the roster him. change is going to be, it, yep. there's going to be a quarter of this roster that's completely different. So yeah, while the, some of the core guys are going to be there, obviously it's going to be completely different next year, a different vibe, a different feeling. Yep. So it's, it's, you know, just will be fun to see how it all shakes out when when come August when we get out there in Oxnard. So yeah, that's right. And then there'll be you know hope springs eternal, and we'll do it <laughs> right. all again. Yes. And this year it's going to be different. And you know hopefully it is. I mean I, I don't think anybody around here is pulling against them. I mean, you know I got a few emails this week saying we don't even want you on the Texans bandwagon. You know it's like I never wasn't not on it. It's just you know hey man the Cowboys butter the bread again. You know twenty rating. On average this year for their ball games, and then everybody else single digits. And I'm not knocking that because even that's still a good number. But the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, playoff game the other day here in San Antonio did a 26, the Texans game. Highest number I've ever seen from a Texans game did an 11. Mm. So great. I mean, it's good for business. You know, it's, the NFL business yeah. is good for everybody's business, but ain't nothing like the Dallas Cowboys on TV, as you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's a reason why Jerry. Continues to love on San Antonio down here outside of Dallas. So, you know, um, San Antonio fans, or Cowboys fans in spades down here in San Antonio. So Highest rated TV market in the country for NFL football that doesn't have a team. Madison, Wisconsin's number two. There you go. So dropping knowledge for you as we head out the door. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to give a like and subscribe uh, at every place you get your podcast now. Apple, Spotify, the podcast app. I don't know where all... It pops up everywhere nowadays, so be sure to like it. Matt will be back with you, I'm sure, next week and have everything running much more smoothly. Until next time, enjoy the games this weekend, everybody. See ya.